Hello, everyone. Welcome to Screen Scream. I'm Viola. This weekend is the Mother's Day. Although I'm not going to talk about movies related to mothers, well, there's one that is. We will talk about gender roles and racial identities. The new movies we're going to talk about today are rather more artistic. So if you're only interested in blockbusters, you can go directly to Top 007 session. But without further ado, let's listen to the introduction of the first new movie we're going to talk about today. Ah Hui, Ah Hui's mother Xiu Qin comes from a well-off family headed by a doctor. Xiu Qin's marriage to a young engineer is not a happy one. Her circumstances change for the worse, and she can no longer count on her philandering husband to be the breadwinner. Her own family's fortunes have also declined with the death of her father. She is forced to pawn off her dowry to make ends meet. After paying off a bribe to some young man because her husband had had an affair with a married woman, Xiu Qin begins to assert herself as a matriarch. The family moves to Taipei, where Ah Hui grows up and begins to show progress in her studies. Her father has changed into a meek and humble person, while her mother wields all the power. Ah Hui, being the daughter, is not favored by her mother, who looks more to her son. Thus, Ah Hui must fight to convince her mother to let her go to a better school. The first new movie we're going to talk about today is a Taiwanese movie. It's called Ah Hui, the name of the protagonist, or Yuma Taiji, which is the original Taiwanese title. I found it very interesting to listen to the English introduction because the aspects that the introduction focuses on are so different from that of in the Mandarin introduction. Actually, Ahui is a classic re-release. I went to see the screening and I like it very much. It's adapted from an award-winning novel. It was director Wan's very first feature film, and you can say that this is one of the representatives of the Taiwan new movies at the time. The script writing, the direction were all very detailed, sensitive, and very touching. The movie tells us how the traditional women in Taiwan. Believe that their lives are like seeds. Wherever they fall, wherever they grow, this belief is depicted very detailedly in the movie. And if you want to compare it with similar topics in the West, maybe intimate relationship that won the best feature film at the Oscars is pretty similar. I believe there are people who think the mom is really a control freak after watching the movie, but I think I can understand the reason behind it, because like what we heard in the introduction, the mom comes from a very wealthy family, but her husband keeps having affairs. Basically, she has to raise her two children on her own. And her husband is basically having fun with her son when he's back. It must be a really stressful situation. But what I don't agree is that the mom values the son more than the daughter, especially because the daughter is actually the person with better grades. But she wants her son to continue going to school, to high school, even to a private one. 
but she wants her daughter to go to a factory to work, even though her daughter's grades are really great. So basically, Aqui is a tragedy, I would say, but maybe you will find the ending peaceful. But it's a really great Taiwanese movie, and if you want to watch this classic, you can take your mom with you this weekend and enjoy a great Mother's Day. Now, the second new movie we're going to talk about today is also not from Hollywood. Let's listen to the introduction. Burning Days. Emra, a young and dedicated prosecutor, is newly appointed to a small town hit by a water crisis and political scandals. After an initial welcome, he experiences an increasing number of tense interactions and is reluctantly dragged into local politics. When Emra forms a bond with the owner of the local newspaper, pressure escalates under heated rumors. The second new movie we're going to talk about today is a Turkish film. The director once won the jury special at the Venice Film Festival with his utopian movie Frenzy, and this year he got selected into Cannes Film Festival with Burning Days and selected into the Queer Old Pong. Burning Days is a story told by the angle of the prosecutor. He himself is in the scandal. And the movie also focuses on the social status caused by political factors, and the deeper issues that the public is easily motivated by their emotions. Burning Days is said to be the thriller version of Hangover. I was very surprised because although it already says the thriller version, but Hangover is a comedy. So Burning Days is talking about something bad happened after somebody gets drunk. I guess that's it. It's not a comedy at all. So basically, the story is about the son of the head of the township invites Emre to his house to have dinner, and Emre, the prosecutor, gets super drunk. He doesn't know anything. However, the next day, a rape case happened in the house of the head of the township. Emre believes that he's innocent, and he starts to investigate and arrest the suspect. That is the person who invited him to the dinner. But as he gains his memory back, there are some situations that beyond his imagination. And the witness that helps him is actually the opponent of the head of the township. So you can see how politics is manipulating this case. After the award-winning movie Frenzy, the director was busy directing a TV series, Alpa. And although Burning Days is only his fourth feature film. He has been paying attention to social issues through crimes for a long time. So, if you're interested in this kind of topic, or you're interested in watching a Turkish film, Burning Days is a good choice for you. And now it's time to move on to Top Double O Seven. Before we get into the movie that we are actually going to talk about today, let's review what we had from last week first. If you still remember. All the movies on the chart last week were among top three. 
top three was red line. There were one, two, three, four, five, five top twos. Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves, Evil Dead Rise, John Wick Chapter 4, The Covenant, and The Pope's Exorcist. Top one was the Super Mario Brothers movie. And let's see, is there anything new on the chart this week? Top three. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. I'm here to speak to you today about your changing body. Red line. Top two. Dungeons and Dragons. Honor among thieves. Figure it out over a drink. Probably best. You need to Evil Dead Rise. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3. I'm done running. John Wick, Chapter 4. I don't sit at the table. Your family does. Please pray for me. Top 1. The Super Mario Brothers movie. We're adorable! Oh, I got this. No problem. Wait, what again? All the movies on the chart this week are among top three. Alright, so we talked about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves last week and we have been talking about it for many weeks. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. As a Marvel aficionado, I have to do that. But since it's only the first week to be on the chart, I'm not going to give out spoilers. Let's just talk about the director, James Gunn. This is the last, probably, the last movie James Gunn is going to make with MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. For him, it's not just about finishing his contract, but also to spend some happy hours one last time with this group of old friends that he has known for 8 years, more than 8 years. And if you're not a Marvel fan, there's something I need to tell you first. After finishing the first two episodes that were super good, I mean, box office-wise or critically acclaimed-wise, they were pretty good. Some comments shared on social media before by the director was found out by some people and they were improper. And you know, it's Disney, it's Marvel. They instantly said, okay, we're not going to cooperate with James gone anymore. But the thing was, some actors said if it's not James gone, they're not going to star in the movie. But anyway, aside from that, DC Comics was very fast. They soon grabbed James gone, which means this finale of Guardians of the Galaxy is really difficult to make. Since I'm not going to give out spoilers this week, Let's talk about some of the characters. So I think we can start from Chris Pratt, the Star-Lord, the protagonist of Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt, who played Star-Lord for these years, also thanked the director, James Gunn, very much, especially before the first episode of Guardians of the Galaxy was going to be released. People didn't think it's going to succeed. First of all, nobody knew who Guardians of the Galaxy are 
and at the time, Marvel Cinematic Universe only produced good movies, unlike now. However, after MCU went into Phase Four and Phase Five, they have been producing some mediocre films, and the finale of Guardians of the Galaxy actually saved it. So I think it's a really good ending for them. Pretty good ending. And Chris Pratt, of course, became one of the biggest action stars after filming Guardians of the Galaxy. So I believe that this finale and all the cooperation outside of it are very meaningful to Chris Pratt. Even though this is the last journey these characters take as a group, don't worry if you're a fan of them. Don't worry, they're not. Well, I think they're dismissing, but、uh, they will probably come back to MCU in different forms. I'm not sure if all of them are coming back because I'm pretty sure Batista and Zoe, who played Gamora, they both said that this is the last movie they make with MCU. But you never know. Now we're living in a multiverse. They could come back any time they want, even not as the character we know they are. So I have to say, if you are a big Marvel fan, or you just like Guardians of the Galaxy, this episode will be very touching for you. I mean, it's not trying to make you cry. Like some movie,、uh, tries to make you cry by adding a lot of, you know, tear trigger plots. They don't have those in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, but still, you can feel that yes, this should be the ending. Like all good things have to come to an end, and this is it. Maybe there will be more adventures waiting for each of them, but they're not going to face it as a group. And I think that's a very important lesson for us to learn with this movie. Oh, it's really difficult to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three without giving out any spoilers. I don't think I will start talking about spoilers next week, but I'm pretty sure I will continue introducing Guardians of the Galaxy since I'm a big Marvel fan. But I also hope that there will be a normal chart next week so that we can talk. More movies next week. And thank you for staying with us. Remember to tune in same time next week. I'm Viola. See you next week.